moment. <laughs> He's walking away. I just, <laughs> I, just I, don't, I want to take a moment to just say something about Pastor Carlos. Um, Pastor Carlos needed me. All right. <laughs> He knew I was going to say good things about him. He went back and muted me. <laughs> Pastor Carlos, uh, you are a dear friend of mine, like really a dear friend of mine. Uh, Pastor Carlos is on the same sleep schedule as me, and that's rare, <laughs> meaning like we sleep rarely. Um, he, he's up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 2.33. Uh, we're texting each other. Um, and I, there was this one day that um, I have three kids, and things go down the toilet that shouldn't. And there was, there, was this, uh, there was this day that I was trying to solve the mystery of uh, what happened because nothing would go down anywhere in the whole entire house. And I, I mean, I had shop vacs pulling on things and snakes going in places, and I was covered in stuff, and it was bad. And I just sat on my tub, and I just hung my head, and I got my phone out. And I texted Pastor Carlos, and I said, Pastor Carlos, I just don't even know what to do. And he said, and this was midnight. I was all day. I'm, I'm telling you guys all day trying this. It was midnight. And he says, meet me at the church. Midnight, this guy. Midnight. Meet me at the church. I said, absolutely not. No way. There was a snake here and some gloves, and he says, you know, just meet me at the church. I'll help you load it in. And I said, fine, okay, you can help me load it in. This man follows me to my house at now like 12.45 in the morning, goes into my bathroom, into my filth, and he cleans. It's, it's like that. He got the whole thing just like that. But I'm saying that not to gross you guys out, but I, he's not going to tell you guys this. He's not going to tell you guys these things, but I want you to know who the man is that's about to come and to say these things to you. So if you guys would just for a moment, just stand up to your feet, and would you honor this man of God who's about to give the word of the Lord this morning? Pastor Carlos, thank you. Amen. I, I really don't know where to go after that intro. <laughs> I, I want to meet that guy. <laughs> well, good morning, church. As uh, Pastor Stephen shared earlier, Pastor Rob's not here. And um, it's because he had the opportunity to go and, and get fed this weekend. Okay? He went to a, a conference. And, and how many of you know that when, when you're constantly giving and giving and giving, it's good to get poured into? So, so... Him having this opportunity and, and, you know, you get to see me for a little bit up here. I love being at the sound desk because nobody gets to know I'm there. Um, but him having the opportunity to go and, and, and receive when he's constantly pouring out is a blessing in itself. Not just for him, but for all of us. You know, you, you, can't, you can't pour into someone's cup if you're running on empty. Amen. Amen? So with that, I just want to take a quick moment to pray for Pastor Rob. So if you could just 
put your hands towards the front where he usually stands. Father, we thank you for our pastor. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in him and through him and through this ministry, Lord. We pray that as he's taken time to seek you this weekend, Lord, that you have filled him, that you have poured into him, Lord, and that you have given him that one-on-one -on -one time with you, Lord, that he so desires. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, since pastor's not here, originally my title was going to be While the Cat's Away, <laughs> um, but that's not my title, okay? Um, I am going to do this, though. I'm going to take a selfie just to send them. What? Can all of you guys move to this side? <laughs> I, I, I'm kidding. Pastor Stephen thought I wouldn't say that. <laughs> But I am going to take one of this side and one of this side so he can see that we're having a great time. All right. So we're used to seeing Pastor Rob do things like jumping on chairs and getting excited. I'm a sound guy. I'm going to go stand on this speaker right now because I can, right? All right, enough playing around. Believe me, this icebreaker is more for me than for you guys. <laughs> Ooh, is it hot in here or is it just me and only my wife said it's you? <laughs> um, I, I want to share with you something that's a, a little bit more serious. And, and the reason I say that is because it's, uh, it's something that was just poured on my heart. While, you know, I, I love having fun and, 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 and just bringing joy and excitement and encouragement and words that that will lift people up I also want to do that in a way that um, not just lifts you up but edifies you and 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 gives you the opportunity to come closer to God so the title of my message today is are you missing out on a blessing and I've reached that age where I need readers I want to share with you a story that we've heard over and over about uh, the centurion and uh, his, his, his unimaginable faith. And it's a story that we're, we're very familiar with, uh, most of us. Um, but I, I want to give you a little bit of context, uh, a little bit of background. Uh, so Jesus is living in Capernaum now. And he starts gathering his disciples. He goes around Galilee teaching, sharing the good news. He's healing. The word spreads all over Syria. So people start bringing people from all over to Jesus that are sick, severe pain. They're, having, they're paralyzed, and he heals them. Large crowds start to follow Jesus. And I'm going to go to verse 425. It says, large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. And I want to put a map on the screen real quick just to show you what this area is like. Amen. Bless you. So if you can see this map clearly enough, they walked everywhere. And they walked to all these places 
to minister. And they never got to a place and said, wow, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap and then I'll go minister. They just jumped right in and started serving. So people from all over this, this area are going to meet Jesus and they're bringing people to be healed, to be, to be delivered from whatever they're going through. And they start to follow Jesus. So now we move over to, ver- to chapter 5, and Jesus sees the crowd, so he goes up on a mountainside. And while he's on the mountainside, his disciples come up to him, so he starts to teach them. So even when he takes this break to step away from the crowd and go into a quiet place, he's still working, he's still serving, he's still ministering. He's going to, I stood on a speaker on that side, I'm coming to talk to you guys for a second. He's still going through and ministering. In fact, if you look at the rest of chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, there is teaching after teaching in every one of those chapters. It's just nonstop Jesus pouring out into the disciples and teaching them on every possible topic you can think of. So now we're going to get to chapter 8 where the centurion is. So now in chapter 8, he, he comes down from the mountainside and large crowds are following him still. And he heals a man with leprosy. And as he's going back to his town of Capernaum, uh, we're going to actually read this, starting with chapter 8, verse 5. I'm still, I'm still trying to adjust to having to wear glasses, sorry. <clears throat> when he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came, f- came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, My servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go and he goes, and to another, come and he comes, and to my servant, do this and he does it. When When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, no one in Israel, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. And then verse 13, he says, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believe. And his servant was healed that moment. Now we see a blessing here in the healing. Amen? We, we, we see a blessing here in the healing. This man's faith, this centurion's faith, is just, it, it, it's unmatched. But there's another hidden blessing in here. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Um, before that, I thought this was funny and I want to share it with you. Um, I looked up the word centurion in the Greek. And the word centurion in, in, in the Strong's in the Greek, it's number 1543. It says, um, forgive me how I pronounce this, hek aton tarkes. And it means a centurion. Thanks for the clarification. 
Am I the only one? <laughs> it says, a captain of 100 men. The reason that's significant is this man has 100 soldiers under him. This man could have sent any one of those 100 to get Jesus, ask Jesus to come to heal his servant. He could have sent his other servants. He chose to be a servant to his servant. He chose to serve where he had the opportunity to delegate and lead. And, amen. I, I, I'm going to say it to this side now. He chose to be a servant to his servant. Why is that such a big deal? Why am I making such an emphasis on this? When we have the opportunity to serve, we need to. It's bottom line. We need to. You know, sometimes we get caught up in, 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 in the busyness of life and we get caught up in, in, in random things and we don't realize that everything we're doing is ministry. Everything that we're doing is serving. I don't preach because I stand at the pulpit with some scriptures. It's my way of life. I preach. I, 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 I minister when I'm at the sound desk. I minister when I'm at home with my children. I'm, I minister when I'm in Walmart standing in line not getting frustrated because there's only one cashier. And <laughs> Come on. Everybody knows. <laughs> the importance of having the servant heart to be able to step out of your comfort zone even to minister and share even when you have the option to have someone else do it is a blessing in itself for you. Yes, you're blessing the other person or, or wherever you're working. But the blessing that comes back to you is hundredfold, pressed down, shaken together, and running out all over, right? I want to share another story with you that I was looking at in, in the Bible. And, and Church, the Bible is full of stories and, and, and parables. And from, from Genesis to Revelation, we can pick out little nuggets of where we are taught to serve and to be like Jesus. One of the ones that stood out is in uh, John chapter 13. Now, in, in John chapter 13, I'm giving you the summary, the condensed version here before I read some scriptures. Jesus knows his time is getting close, and he gets up from his evening meal. From They're, they're all sitting together. He gets up from the evening meal, takes off his outer clothing, wraps a towel around his waist, and he begins to wash his disciples' feet. I would not be first in line to say, I will wash someone's feet. I'm being honest. That's not, that's, that's not on my top priority to-do list. We're going to read uh, John 13, starting with verse 12. I promise I'll get used to this. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. 
Do you understand what I have just done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You will be blessed if you do them. Okay. What Jesus is teaching them here is servant leadership. That's what it comes down to. It's servant leadership. It's, it's being in a position to lead others, but not just leading because you say do it. Leading by example. And being the one in the front line. A leader is the one that runs in front of the charge. Okay? The boss is the one that pushes everybody from the back. He's a leader. And this is a principle that he's teaching his disciples as he, he's get, he knows he's getting his time is up. He's getting ready to, to go and, and do the very reason he was sent here. But he can't go without teaching his disciples, he can't go without teaching everyone that's around him at this moment what they need to do to continue the ministry. See, ministry isn't just a great song or feel-good message. Ministry is everyday life. Side note, I really never know why I print these. <laughs> I said before, I can go through, uh, excuse me. It's amazing how dry your mouth gets when you're up here. <laughs> we don't have that problem at the sound desk, Pastor Stephen. <laughs> You know, um, I, can, I can open my Bible now and pick stories out of, of where Jesus blesses people uh, you know, for serving. We can look at the story of Gideon in, in, in Judges. And if you're not familiar with the story of Gideon, the, the, here's a man that's his whole... Um, family, his whole tribe, everybody in his area is, they're, they're being um, attacked and, and, and everything is being taken from them by the Midianites. And whenever the Midianites are coming, they all hide. But, but where do you find Gideon? Gideon is, is, is in a wine press, thrashing wheat, and he is he's preparing to, to keep food for his family, for 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 his people. So, while he's doing this, the angel of the Lord comes and sits by, by uh, a tree, an Oprah tree, I believe, and he doesn't look at him and say, hey, Gideon, he says, hey, mighty warrior. He, ca he calls him 
by how God sees him. He doesn't call him by his, his, his name. He doesn't call him by his earth name. You know, uh, Jesus' name is Jesus here on earth, but in, in heaven, he's the word. And, and, you know, that's a whole other tangent we can go on. I'm, I'm really tempted to come down these stairs, so I'm going to. <laughs> so, even in the story of Gideon, and um, that's not in my notes, so I, I, I can't go into it in, in, in fine detail line by line. But even in this story, you can see that God is using people that have a heart to serve. And while his people are blessed and, 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 and they're, yes, they're, they're kind of protected. They hide, so they're kind of protected. He's not worried about that. He is worried about taking care of his people. So God uses him and takes him to a greater blessing. You know, like I said, we can go through story after story in the Bible. And I just keep thinking of one here that I have to look up. We can go through story after story in the Bible, and, and Gideon is a great one to show you forgive me for uh, pausing here. Alright, so part two of this sermon which will be the next time Pastor goes, I will bring the next. Uh... Oh, come on. I only got one laugh for that. <laughs> there we go. Why? Bottom line, guys, why, why am I talking so much about serving? In 2 Corinthians, it says, you, you know, Whoever will sow sparingly will reap sparingly, and, and, and each one must give as, he, as his heart desires, and God loves a cheerful giver. We use that scripture for, for, for tithes and offerings, but it also applies to your time. It also applies to you serving in the house of the Lord. You know, we talk about, about missions and, and, and and going into the mission field, going overseas, and, and Operation Christmas, which is one of the ministries that, that we cover here in, in, in this house. Those are all excellent ministries. I love it. And I encourage you to get involved in those ministries. However, there's a ministry that's right here in our front yard, in the building, in the church, in the house. And, 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 and it's overlooked. I got one right. Thank you. Amen. There is a special blessing that comes when you serve. Um, you struggle with depression. Lydia reminded me of that this morning when we were praying just before service. You struggle with depression. You struggle because you don't have friends. You struggle because um, you, you don't feel like you're worthy to be in his presence. You, you need to get around Christians that will encourage you. Where do you find that? Look around. <clears throat> Amen. You know, 
pastor might get a little upset with me for sharing this, but I'm going to because he's not here and I'll talk to him later. (laughs) I say that jokingly. Um, If he gets upset with me, it's because he doesn't like everybody knowing all the things that he does because it's not for everyone to know. He likes doing things behind the scenes while he's here in front of everyone every, every week and he's supercharged and excited and jumps up and down, things I can't do because my back hurts thinking about it. Um, There are things he does behind the scenes that we don't know. We had a funeral service here on Thursday night for uh, an an older lady that uh, had recently passed that used to come to the church years ago. And we held the service here in the church on Thursday. Pastor came in Thursday afternoon. He had to share a few words. But he prepared for that part at home. He came in uh, in the afternoon to clean the bathrooms. He came in to make sure everything was tidy and organized in here. And he could have called, you know, we have staff that works during the week. He could have called and said, "Um, can you please double check the bathrooms and make sure that everything's in order. But I believe he understands the blessing that comes by doing the work yourself. And how am I going to complain about he doesn't do it if he's leading by example in doing it? So with that, (laughs) I know I'll hear something about it later. I love you, Pastor, if you're watching. Everybody on Facebook, I love you. (laughs) Let Pastor know I love him. (laughs) That's just one example of how Pastor will step out and do things behind the scenes. That's just one example of what gets done behind the scenes. Pastor Jan is here, and if you don't know Pastor Jan, she's the one that's praying for you that you don't know about. Okay? She has a team of prayers that are always praying for everyone in this room. We come in here Sunday, we get fed with the word, but during the week, they're here praying and making sure that when the word comes across, it doesn't sound like it's uh, garbled because it's a silly guy like me up front. It makes sense. (laughs) Guys, you make more noise when pastor's up here. Come on. (laughs) There we go. I share about serving because I know what it's like when you serve the wrong master. <clears throat> and this is, where, uh, this is where I get feedback because Pastor Stephen knows I shouldn't be saying it. <laughs> I honestly don't know how Pastor doesn't get a dry mouth quicker. Since I was 13, I got into music. I was a local DJ, mixing records and having fun. And that was my life. Everything that was about me was music, was the next party. I, would, I didn't have books in my book bag. I had records because I was looking for the next party that we could throw. It didn't matter what time. I would get up late for the school bus, but if you said there was a party, guess who's there early? That was me. 
That started when I was 13. So as time progresses, the parties progress. Drugs, alcohol, just all kinds of parties that you shouldn't be in. And it sounds weird coming from the old guy in the front to some of you young people, but <laughs> yeah, I used to do that kind of stuff. It took a lot for me to break out of that lifestyle. Okay, I've sh shared before, I've been married for 30 years now. I've been with my wife for 30 years. And yeah, amen, that's great. And that's not a plug-in because tomorrow's Valentine's Day, you know. I, I love her. We've been together so long, I buy things for her the day after when it's 50% off. <laughs> Come on. You know, here, here's how it goes. I know she loves milk chocolate, so I buy dark chocolate and she shares with me. See, but that, that part of my life wasn't always pleasant. You know, 30 years, that's a huge milestone. The first 15 of those, I thought we were doing it right, but we weren't. Okay? I was the overworking husband that didn't go home on time for dinner, and I would get, get home late, leave super early, constantly work, 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 and constantly busy because I didn't want to deal with the things at home. And it took me getting hurt at work to be forced to stay home so that I can participate in my kids' lives. Okay? And my, my daughter's turning 21 this year. She's the adorable one that plays the guitar in the back sometimes. She's so cute. <laughs> she's cute. Yeah, she's five foot. I love it. She thought I wouldn't mention her in the sermon today. but <laughs> It took me getting sick, getting hurt at work to not miss out on what she was doing in school. I went to my first school function and consistently with her in school. The older kids, I missed out. God feels the same way about us, you know. He, he doesn't want us to miss out. You know, he wants us to participate. He wants us to be involved. He wants us to dig in. Because there's a blessing. Okay? Well, I'm using my family as an example. And I've told you about partying and all that. But that stuff carries on. And, and you know what? When you're in the lifestyle and you're serving that, it's hard to break out. How do you break out? You get yourself around people. Come on. Okay. Come on. Get plugged into a connect group. Okay, you have connect group leaders that will pray for you, that will encourage you, that will bring a message, a, 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 a series to you, or just fellowship and break bread with you. But they will encourage you to do better. Okay? And I'll be totally honest you'll encourage them at times, okay? Get plugged into a connect group. The worship team is amazing here, right? Come on, let's, come on, they're amazing. You know why they're amazing? Because they have a heart to serve the Lord. 
and they all have the one thing in common. If they have nothing else in common, they love to serve the Lord. And they come together and there's a, a unity that comes, um, that comes around them because they love to serve the Lord together. You know, I'm talking a lot about serving. Do I, am, I, am I saying this because I want you to sign up and, and start doing stuff in the church and, and, and working? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. You interested? See me after church. See Pastor Amy after church. See Pastor Tom after church. See Pastor Jan. We'll give you something to do even if it's just pray for these people. Okay? There are so many things that can, we can do in the service. Okay? Every, does everybody here follow the church on Facebook? Okay, here's one thing you can do right now. Take your phone out, hit the share button, share the service every week. Because the more people this service gets around, the more people that, that hear the preaching week by week. Yeah. See that? For your young people, yeah, social media, let's use it. But while I'm plugging in, let's serve. Let's get a heart to serve. That's not the message. That's not the whole thing. There is a blessing for you, an additional blessing. There's blessing upon blessing upon blessing. There is an added blessing that comes to you when you get involved and serve. You know, I, I come to church. I, I, I get to do sound. I don't have to do sound. I don't need to do sound. I get to do sound. I get to go back there week by week. And look, you've heard the band. They're amazing. The worship team, is, they don't need me back there. All I do is mute and unmute, just like I, I muted Pastor Stephen earlier. That's all I do. They do, the, they do everything. I just mute and unmute. <laughs> Come on, work with me here. <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, I get to surround myself with people that I know love the Lord. I get to surround myself with people that, I'm one of the pastors here. Yeah, you know my past, I used to do a lot of stuff, you know, and, and I mentioned parties, drugs, alcohol. Um, used to steal my mom's car, waste her gas, put it back. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, I need encouragement sometimes. And getting around people like, like Lydia and, and Pastor Stephen and, and, and Patrice and, and Jeanette, my daughter, that encourages me. That encourages me because when, when I'm struggling with stuff that I might not even share with them, they always have something to say. I was struggling to come out here this morning and say something because my mind was going everywhere with how I'm going to share this and how I'm going to put it together. And then Lydia said something and it just clicked. That's what we need to surround ourselves with all the time. What better place than to serve in the house and be around these people constantly? Amen? I'm, 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 I'm going to close with this, and everybody's surprised because it's early.
I mentioned it a few seconds ago, by the way, while I look for something here. Um, I mentioned it a few seconds ago. How many of you shared the service on Facebook yet? I got one. I got two. I got three. Come on. Seriously, we need to share it. And that, not because I'm up here today. Okay? This is, this is one of those services that you'll see today, and that's it, right? You're supposed to say no, Pastor Carlos. No, I'm going to hear this over. Come on. We get some great teaching in this house. You know, Pastor Rob brings some series. He brings some sermons. He brings some messages. You never know what the person next to you is going through. You never know what that person on Facebook is going through, on, on, on YouTube. Share the message, okay? Because that might be the seed that's planted in their house to encourage them to come back to church. That might be the seed that's planted in them to say, you know what? I don't have to live waiting for the next like on social media. I can come into the house of the Lord and I can get encouraged by people that are going to lead me the right way. Now, I, I talk about blessing upon blessing and, 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 and um, sharing and serving and, and, and all of this fun stuff. But there is the biggest blessing that you can possibly imagine. Let's stand. The biggest blessing that you can think of is if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he's, he's waiting for you. And I can say firsthand that if he, if he loves me, there's nothing that you've done that can say, no, not you. So with that, if there's anyone here that's never accepted Jesus into their life, into their heart, raise your hand. If you've walked away and you've been thinking about it and God's pulling on your heart, raise your hand. We want to pray with you. Thank you. I see those hands. I'm going to ask Pastor Jan and, and, and Paul and Beth and, and, and Tom and Donna and the rest of the prayer team to come up front. We're going to open the altar for, for, for prayer, for ministry. <clears throat> if you have a need, if you have something that you've been struggling with and you need prayer, these prayer people, these prayer warriors, because that's what they are, these prayer warriors will pray with you. <clears throat> um, for those that raised your hand, I'd like to talk with you if you'd come up front. I'll pray with you and then. <clears throat> Amen. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord, that. You are in the midst of us, and you are in control. Have your way in this place. Have your way through each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week. Pastor Rob will be here tonight, so amen.